Welcome to Two Pills Podcast. In our Two Pills Tips, we briefly go over a topic in teaching like active learning, an innovation, or another current event in health sciences education. These episodes are shorter than our full interview episodes, so hopefully you can listen to them on your way to class. If you have an idea for a Two Pills Tip or someone who we should interview, please send us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com. That's T-W-O pillspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Two Pills Podcast or contact us on our website. As a disclaimer, I am not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas, and all of this information is freely available online. Feel free to check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. Today I wanted to talk about letters of recommendation. There's an article going on, going around on the internet about the heavy burden of letters of recommendation on faculty. So I thought that would be an appropriate uh, topic to tackle for today. Now, when it comes to letters of recommendation, the reason I'm bringing this up now is because I happen to be in pharmacy, and in just a month or so, it's going to be that time when we start getting reference requests for students who are applying to residency programs. If you're in medicine, you may have already dealt with this because students are already getting their interviews right now for medicine. But in general, a lot of us do get asked to write letters of recommendation. So I thought I would just maybe go through some tips on what people say makes this easier and just some general recommendations if you have never written one of these before. So when it comes to letters of recommendation, these are a very important component of residency applications. They're often more direct and they can be a good assessment of the candidate's qualifications. When reviewing letters of recommendation, I always like if you happen to know the person writing the letter or if you know the institution from which the person comes from writing the letter because it can help give you some context. As far as keys to success, one of them is being asked with plenty of time. When I was looking online, references I saw listed anywhere from one to three months notice. And while three months would be nice, I feel like that doesn't often happen. But giving, you know, getting at least a month would be really great. This prevents you from writing letters over the holidays or during finals or other really busy times in your schedule when it's not the most convenient to be writing a letter of recommendation. Another big piece of advice I have is that students need to be an active part of this process. So while they'll definitely send you their CV, I also have students go a step further. I request that they create a spreadsheet of the programs that they want to apply to, uh, including the contact information for the program. And then within that spreadsheet, I also want them to list specific reasons that they want to attend that program. Because them just sending me their CV and looking on forecasts at programs that they're applying to is not sufficient for me for writing them a letter. If applicable, I also have them connect projects or assignments that they completed with me, whether in my courses or on my rotation, so that I can be sure to reference those in the letter. So having that burden of you know not having to search through the CV and things like that can help make letter writing a little bit more efficient. I also recommend only writing letters for those whose letters will be positive. This is something that you hear about all the time, and it's certainly easier said than done, but it is important. It's important for the student's success and also so that you're able to write them a very positive letter. If the student is focused on outpatient or ambulatory care, a letter from a faculty member who observed them in that field may be more appropriate than an inpatient faculty member like myself. Overall, though, students really need to seek out faculty or preceptors who saw them perform at their peak, kind of regardless of what clinical scenario that was.
When I talk to advisees about advice for residency, one that I always mention is that they really need to get to know a faculty mentor or two while they're in school. And one of the reasons I list is the importance of having a positive letter of recommendation. It's very important that the letter writer knows the student well, and after you've reviewed quite a few letters of recommendation, it's very clear in those letters who the writers know well and who they only have a very superficial relationship with. If you haven't written the letter before, um, it's usually a minimum of three paragraphs. The first paragraph describes your affiliation to the candidate, so how long you've known them and in what context. The second paragraph talks about the exceptional strengths and qualities that make the candidate ideal for the position. Using the most specific examples possible makes for a stronger letter. So again, that's where if students have worked with projects, uh, with, with you on projects or other research experiences or anything like that on rotations, it certainly makes it a lot stronger than just saying that they generically did well on that rotation or course. The final paragraph summarizes your recommendation. It's often where you would rank the candidate. So, you know, Susie is in the top X percent of all students that I've precepted or had um, in my course. You also want to list whether you recommend or highly recommend or enthusiastically recommend this candidate. There are a lot of ways that you can phrase this. And so it's really going to depend on your relationship with the candidate and what you feel comfortable using as your description. You can find a lot of samples of this online. Hopefully these tips help letters to be less of a burden. Like I said, we're about to be in that season of letter writing. And overall, it's really important to think about the fact that you're being students are seeing you as a mentor and that's really why they're seeking you out to write these letters so i don't think they're that big of a burden um, especially if you again follow some of these tips as, as far as making it an easier process for yourself so hopefully these help and thank you again for tuning into two pills podcast